0: Settle up! Well, welcome, everyone, to the Robin Walters Show. God bless you all. Got so much to fit in. As always, I am traveling this week, and uh, I trust that some of this will not be dated as I am recording this a couple of days before it airs. And as fast as things change today, uh, the news cycle uh, starts over about every, what, six hours? (laughs) Something like that. But God bless you all. Um, I want to start today, I don't know how many of you ever listened to Matt Wall. She's a great, great guy. And I just want to just kind of give him a shout out, so to speak, because of what I consider to be not just the quote of the day, not just the quote of the week, the quote of the month at the very least. The other day he said, no one is truly canceled unless they consent. Now, think about that. That that, It was a great statement. No one is truly canceled unless they consent. We all complain about the cancel culture. And yes, we can complain about their efforts, and we can try to rebuke them or do rebuke them for that. However, only you can effectively cancel you. They may take away your venues, they may take away my podcast, they may take away whatever it is that uh, is going to fit the MO of the left to suppress the truth, because the truth is powerful, extremely powerful. A little bit of truth is worth uh, far more than, one, one ounce of truth is worth more than pounds and tons of lies. That's why they crucified Jesus. They couldn't handle the truth. One person with the truth, and you had all these people that wanted to crucify him. Well, the fact of the matter is we are only canceled if we cancel ourselves. Thank you, Matt, for that. What a great, great concept to just grab a hold of. We are only quiet if we let ourselves be quieted. If I can't do this podcast, I'll do something else. I'll be out on the streets. I'll be doing something in a, in addition to or in place of. If this program gets canceled, I do not have to let them cancel me. Okay, um, just one little item and review here to uh, this week. You know, you probably all all saw the picture of Joe Biden, also known as the pervert in chief, fondling this young girl. Well, not fondling her in the breast area, but. Goodness sakes what an absolute creep we have for a so-called president. People say well you should owe him more respect, give him the uh, respect due his office. I've got to share something. I speak negatively about him. It says you shall not speak evil of your ruler. I understand that passage. It's from the Old Testament and Paul quotes it in the New Testament. The thing is, is he really our ruler? Is it because he occupies that office? Was he legitimately elected? The answer is no. Okay, so let me the and the analogy would be here. I you would respect the head of the household, whoever's in kind of charge of the house. Well, if the person that happens to be in your house is a burglar, holding people at knife point or gunpoint, he's in charge of that house. Is that who you respect as the head of the household? No. No, he stole that position. He's there illegally. This is why I speak what I say of Biden. And then, of course, that means that there is, um, what, a whole gazillion of people that sit there underneath him that he has appointed that are also there, frankly, illegally? Illegally? They have no business being there. Well, I would say that that is the case. But Joey the pervert kind of sneaks up behind this girl. She doesn't know it's coming. If you've seen the video, it just gives me the shivers to watch this creep sneak up behind this. I don't know. She's probably 14 maybe something like that, and starts to put his hands on her shoulders, kind of rubs them a little bit, and then leans down into her ear. And look at her face. She's creeped out. She's horrified. She's got this look on her face like, who has their hands on me? And, of course, the Secret Service moves in to try to block the person who took the video from getting uh, the full shot of pervert Joe in action. You know, I ran into a person, um, I was wearing. I went to an event this last week, and I was wearing an Impeach Obama shirt. Now, I've had this, obviously, for some time. I haven't worn it in a long time. I decided to wear it. It was an event that was outside. It could rain if it got wet and soaked. I didn't much care. But as I was driving to this event, and I thought, you know, I got this Impeach Obama. Uh, this thing is, what, 14 years old? Uh, No, I'm sorry. It would be 10 years old Uh, back in 2012, I think, is when I got it. But anyway, I thought, you know what? Is that a disrespect to the office? No, you know, I think he should still be impeached because he's the one pulling Joey No Brains, the pervert Biden's strings. He's the puppeteer. I mean, who else is speaking into this guy's earphone other than people who have taken a cue from Barack Hussein? Well, that's my theory. But it's only a theory, so let's move on. I've got a couple of updates I want to give you um, this week from last week. You got uh, a major download on everything COVID, and I hate talking about it, but I have a couple of things. It'll only take a minute. Bear with me to add to last week's program because these just came out. There is now strong evidence. In fact, you can look her up, Kimberly Biss, B as in boy, ISS. She's a doctor, OBGYN in Florida, um, who does a video where they have now verified in their testing, she's OBGYN, that there are they are experiencing a 50% increase in miscarriages. And a 50% decrease in fertility after unsuspecting lab rats, in this case, women, unsuspecting they're the lab rats for Pfizer and Moderna after the vaccine, after the shots, no. I mean, sorry, after the disease, no. After the vaccine, yes, 50% increase in miscarriages, 50% 50% de- decrease in fertility. And Mr. Uh, Dr. Eric Topol, the uh, so-called expert on the COVID vaccine, says this is not from the vaccine. And then he has absolutely nothing to describe what it's from. He can't say it's from COVID because this didn't show up until after the vaccine was injected in the human lab rats. And to show just how, uh, I'm going to finish up the COVID stuff with this. The DOJ, information has just now come out that the DOJ wanted to pursue criminal action against Pfizer and Moderna. Against the alleged vaccine makers. I say alleged, they were the makers, but it's not a vaccine. It's alleged to be a vaccine. And the article here states that the lower-level guys were called off the case by Department of Injustice Management, the guys who are pimping for Obama, the ones who are now officially part of the Democratic marketing team, intimidation team, the thugs, formerly known as the DOJ and maybe the FBI. Okay. Okay. You got it. You know where I am on this, and I'm going to get to a letter today. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read all of it that I've got time for from, I think, 38 GOP congressmen to the Department of Injustice. But one other thing to get, I want to get caught up on from last week. You know the story I ended the program with or near the end of the program dealing with how many federal bureaucrats are now armed? That there are over 200,000 federal bureaucrats, not military, not Department of Defense, but bureaucrats that have guns from the Environmental Protection Agency to Health and Human Services. Why Health and Human Services has five machine guns? Figure that one out. Well, consider this and as proof of the point that I was making. The point was there's 200-plus thousands of guns in the hands of bureaucrats, not 200,000 guns, a lot more guns, but in the hands of over 200,000 bureaucrats, and we only have 186,000 Marines. So there are more armed bureaucrats than we have Marines in the United States. So consider this story now. Twelve armed federal agents with their little badges, and what did they say? The Environmental Protection Agency. Descended upon John Lund, the owner of Lund Racing in Westchester, Pennsylvania, with a search warrant for conspiracy to sell defeat devices. So what this is, is that because they think, or somebody is just, told a lie and they go get a warrant or they don't maybe they don't have a warrant somebody who's trying to in the racing business race cars that are supposedly violating EPA emission standards duh you think is this really what the EPA emission standards are for is to cut back on the, the global warming formed by race teams Lund said, quote, they had a search warrant for conspiracy to sell defeat devices. They basically went around the building, did forensics, physical forensics, digital forensics on the laptops, and we were compliant. So the EPA's enforcement of emission standards for race cars has now gone to the point where they have to show up at a race car place loaded, 12 armed federal thugs, goons, from the EPA goons. We're going to change the name of what EPA stands for. I just got to think of the right words that that acronym stands for, not environmental protection. So, you, So he goes on to say, quote, so many of the regulations that can be enforced at the point of a gun have almost nothing to do with what people would normally call dangerous crime. That would be the kind of thing where you might want armed agents there. And I'm sorry, this was uh, Mr. Burris, one of the people uh, who was complaining about this activity. And especially coming from agencies such as the EPA and other agencies that are more quality of life agencies dealing with regulatory infractions rather than involved in solving real crimes. So if there's a dispute the EPA has with a rancher, they want to come in with armed agents? End of quote. The point being here, what at a racing team may be violating an EPA standard would justify thugs from the EPA, the goon squad, coming in with guns? And this is the administration, I'm sorry, I apologize. This is the regime that keeps talking about wanting to restrict gun violence, gun violence, gun violence, and then they send out a bunch of armed thugs ready to shoot and kill anybody that might even tangently resist being uh, investigated for an EPA violation for emission standards? Are you kidding me? Joey, no brains, no guts, jackass Biden comes out and calls for a ban on assault weapons after the 15-year-old in North Carolina this last week shot and killed five people. Does anybody in the mainstream media point out the fact that the kid used a shotgun it wasn't, an, it wasn't even an assault weapon by this screwed-up regime's own definition. And, in fact, Joey No Brains was the one who about four years ago said, who needs an assault rifle? Just get a shotgun. That's what I tell my wife. If you hear something out in the backyard, get a shotgun. You pump that shotgun. They're not going to do anything. Well, yeah, go ahead. Shoot a shotgun in the dark, you moron. And he is an idiot. He is a moron. He's the one telling people to get a shotgun. Well, this kid uses a shotgun. Obviously, illegally, he's out using it for murder. Is it uh, it even by Joey's definition an assault weapon? Of course not. It is not by anybody's definition. Assault weapon is simply a weapon you use in an assault. So in this particular case, yeah, the 15-year-old, it was an assault weapon in his hands. But not when you're shooting doves or varmints or something like that. Not when you're using it by Joe. Oh, Dr. Jill has one to protect themselves. It's not an assault weapon. If she goes out on the back patio, like Joey said, if you hear something, go out there with a shotgun. Is that an assault weapon? Of course not. But to use this event, I'll tell you, I just can't even get over how unbelievably stupid this guy is and how so in control I think Barack Obama has him. So the order of the declension, if you will, the order, the declining order of the chain of command would seem to be Klaus Schwab to George Soros, George Soros to Barack Hussein Obama, to other middle people that then take it to Joey. Well, oh gosh. So he's after 12 armed agents or after a race car operation in Pennsylvania for an emission standard while millions pour through our southern border and we have no arms protecting us from all the fentanyl, from all the arms, from the human traffickers smuggling people in. But doggone it, he's going to get those EPA people after a guy for a, for a, smog violation in Pennsylvania. Ah. Now, the next piece I want to cover, because this is going to lead into the use of arms by these agencies, which is just so ridiculously, it is, we are seeing before our very eyes are transition. Yeah, they're transitioning, all right, they're brutally mutilating the genital area of a gazillion kids and think it's great but we're also transitioning because that's what this is all about right the fundamental transformation of America to quote Barack Hussein so that's what we're seeing the transformation into a socialist slash world where the goons and the thugs at the federal level go out and intimidate and become simply politically uh, the, the weapons of for the political opposition to the regime. So I'm gonna jump back to something here, these abortion activists that are caught on video vandalizing a Catholic church in Lansing, Michigan. The article goes on to say that there are now more than a hundred churches, pro-life organizations, clinics, political offices that have been vandalized, set on fire, threatened, and harassed since May. Now, why do I bring this up? Because, i just kind of keep that in mind, over 100 churches, pro-life organizations, clinics, and so forth. Now we move to the letter that I'm going to read selected excerpts from GOP members Demanding that the Federal Bureau of Intimidation provide information on their FACE arrests. Now, FACE stands for the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances. Okay, so the bill that is ostensibly designed basically to make sure that there's no resistance to women who want to slaughter and offer up their children on the altars of Molech and Ashtoreth. They want a streamlined, non-controversial approach to murder of innocent, unborn human life. So on October 12th, Republican lawmakers sent a letter to the FBI requesting information about that agency's enforcement of the FACE Act, which, as I said, was a Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. So I want to quote here from World Net daily a minute here. They say, The FACE Act is designed to protect access to abortion facilities. But now I want to highlight the rest of this quote. But, but the Act also protects houses of worship and pregnancy resource senators, centers. In other words, pro-life centers where you can go and you can get... Uh, I don't know, ultrasound or pregnancy tests or what have you. All the things that they do at those things, places. I support them. I don't know every detail of what they do. But now I'm going to start this sentence over so you can, without my interjection. The FACE Act is designed to protect access to abortion facilities but also protects houses of worship and pregnancy resource centers. For the attacks against the houses of worship and pregnancy resource centers, have increased exponentially since the Supreme Court decision. However, reports of the FACE Act arrests against perpetrators of the crimes against the Houses of Worship and Pregnancy Resources Centers have all been anything but existent. They are non existent. While the arrests of pro lifers, on FACE Act charges have skyrocketed under the Biden administration. So the letter addressed to FBI Director Ray begins by expressing concern with the, quote, continued politicization of his agency. <clears throat> now, I'm going to pick up with that quote in just a minute. So to recap this, the FBI is all in, guns blazing, flakjacks, helmets, assault rifles. By their own definition, they're carrying assault weapons, AR-15s. Who are they going to assault? The preacher who's protesting uh, and then arrest him in front of the seven kids, and this just goes on down the line. No, this is selective enforcement, and this is how we know that the FBI has become a political goon squad for this regime. They are picking on only one party, one group of people that would potentially have violated this act. None of the violation being at all violent. There is nothing violent in what the pro-life people have done. But look at the violence that has occurred against the pregnancy resource centers. Look at the violence that has occurred against the houses of worship. That's where they're, they're vandalizing. They're burning breaking glass, threatening people. But is the FBI out there? No, because Joey Jackass is too busy having them arrest his political opponents. So, continuing in this letter from the 38 GOP congressman, quote, The recent rise in high-profile FBI investigations into pro-life Americans raises well founded concerns that the FBI has amassed too much power and has become a partisan cudgel wielded by the Biden administration at the behest of progressive activists against political opponents and dissenters. Amen. That is exactly what it is. And I've I have told said it before multiple times the only answer here is if we can get a Republican House and Senate and a Republican president, cut the budget by the FBI by 82%, DOJ by 79%, EPA by 85%. Cut their stinking budgets, make all these little left-wing thugs go out and find a real job instead of drinking and eating the slop out of the federal trough. Now I'm back to quoting World Net Data. The letter cites several recent cases where pro-life activists were arrested and are questioned by the FBI, including cases in which local authorities had either previously sentenced or dismissed charges against those same individuals. Quote from the letter, These are not federal law enforcement matters and represent an abuse of the FACE Act. The letter goes on to state, and I quote, Overzealous prosecutions under the FACE Act weaponize the power of federal law enforcement against American citizens in what should firmly be state and local matters. Further, these abuses of federal power against pro-life Americans based solely on their beliefs undermine the American people's trust in the FBI. Now, my words, you think? Continuing, this is particularly true since there have been no reports of FBI investigations or DOJ prosecutions in relation to the more than 72 pregnancy resource centers and 80 Catholic churches that have been tacked or vandalized since the Dobbs leak. Heinous, violent, and organized crimes across state lines that are also subject to prosecution under the FACE Act. For the number of FACE Act investigations opened in each respective year spanning the period of 2019 to 2020, to the details concerning how many of these investigations, concerns, abortion facilities, houses of worship, and pregnancy centers, how many cases involve subjects with charges previously sentenced or dismissed by state authorities is point number one that we want you, FBI, to respond to. Point number two, we want to know the criteria used by the FBI to determine whether to pursue a FACE Act case where charges were previously dismissed by state courts. Three, we want to know the details about resources currently dedicated to FACE Act investigations. The letter, signed by Representative Chip Roy of Texas, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, and 38 other Republican members of Congress. Go get them, you guys. Hold them accountable and responsible, because if we don't... Welcome to 1938, Germany. Listen to my program from a few weeks back, The Night of the Long Knives. We'll tell you all about it. So, Dr. Harvey Risch, I want to share this. I'm going to move on. Uh, Is talking about the totalitarian tool of the mandates. Now, this isn't so much a matter of... Not so much a matter of the COVID-19 per se. It's the use of the mandate as a totalitarian tool. You should look this man up. Harvey Risch, it's R-I-S-C-H, has a distinguished career as a professor of epidemiology, Yale School of Public Health. He's written more than 300 peer-reviewed publications, that include advances in cancer research, editor of the International Journal of Cancer, associate editor of the Journal of the National Cancer Institute, and for six years on the editorial board of the American Journal of Epidemiology. Do you think he's qualified? Uh, I think so. Now, quoting Art Moore here, writing about this, he said, but over the past two and a half years, the establishment media has labeled Risch a purveyor of misinformation for his criticism of the public health response to the pandemic and his advocacy, including in Senate testimony, for treating COVID-19 with drugs that have been dispensed billions of times with effectiveness and without harm for other illnesses. Further, the government and scientific establishment have suppressed and dismissed his scientific contributions, to the global crisis with little or no engagement, simply adopting the media's disinformation narrative. <clears throat> Risch, describing the misinformation tactic as totalitarian, said the pandemic has opened the eyes of Americans to long-standing corruption in the medical establishment that has shattered trust. He discussed the fundamental problem of government serving the big pharmaceutical companies instead of the people with influential figures in a revolving door between the government and the private world. The loss of trust goes all the way down to the provider level with politics rather than science governing hospital and outpatient protocols. Absolutely the case. And it's there that Rush already is offering a solution. He's stating that, doc, well, along with Dr. Peter McCullough, listen to this, and you might want to look it up, he's launching the Wellness Company, a holistic prevention-based approach to healthcare through telemedicine and eventually in-person consultation as well. Look them up, the Wellness Company, because I don't trust the medical establishment anymore myself. Don't go away. We'll be back. Rob Walter with The Robin Walter Show. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age of big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. I think my dog And it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact. My dog might be a Democrat. We are back. This is Robin Walter, the Robin Walter Show. Okay, I have to continue this piece here. The wellness company. Take note of that. Look it up, because it says here the new company aims to combat the kind of quote bad science that suppresses effective treatments that led to the FDA's emergency use authorization of the COVID nineteen booster, essentially with no data amid evidence of negative efficacy, and alarming signals of severe adverse reactions, relying instead on the performance of the mRNA vaccine prior to the Omicron variants. He goes on to say it's very unclear why they would do this except that they had a preordained motive. The fix was in, as some people have said. He goes on to say that Rich says that science is not about theories. It's about the testing of theories with empirical evidence. That's an important statement. Science is not about theories. It's the process... Science is the process of testing theories with empirical evidence, which, of course, was not done by Pfizer or Moderna because they would have failed the test. He said, have they done it? They would realize the vaccines have failed to stop infection and transmission, but they still push for mandates. He says, we're having now to make our case in court. And why? Because the public health administration in this country has a belief system, a religious belief system, rather than evaluating the scientific evidence. Boy, he just could not have said it more concisely and accurately. It is, this is actually a dogma. It isn't about science. It's a religious dogma. The vaccines, the mandate, the lockdowns, all of this stuff is, believe us, trust us. And I'm going to point to, gosh, I got to fit it in before the end of the program, certainly. The parallel to what is happening here in this country, to all the other countries where people suffer severe religious persecution. Because who's standing up primarily against the mandates? That's the Christians. For the most part, there are some people, non-Christians, that can smell the coffee, smell the roses, whatever it is. They're waking up. They're slowly becoming conservatives. Even Democrats have moved to independent, independent have moved to conservatives because they realize they got a government that lies and cheats. And this is becoming a virtual religious exercise. They feel like it's their duty to hoodwink the public so that they can stay in power. Sometimes I have to just simply read something because it's so good. One of my favorite authors is David Capellian, K-U-P-E-L-I-A-N, key writer for World Net Daily. <clears throat> I would encourage all of you to read World Net Daily and to support subscribe to it. If you don't support them, because Google's trying to shut them down, although they got launched, this is good news, on uh, Truth Social, Trump's organization, which now apparently is being allowed on Google app, Apple play and on Google. And just why would they want to do that? After all this time, why would they now want to let truth social be aired on their platforms who hate Trump? They have crucified Trump. I don't know. Cynic that I am. This is my thought. I haven't heard anybody say this This is just my thought. If they allow truth social to air on their platforms, they then can identify everybody who's listening and participating on truth social and identify and target them. Just like the FBI is targeting others that they find out about that. They, that Facebook turned over the leads Facebook turned them over before to the FBI. We covered that two or three weeks ago. But now Apple Play and Google and those, can, uh, can they track who it is that's going into Truth Social? Of course they can. I think that they are letting, this is my own cynical perspective. I just happen to think it's true. That the reason that they're letting Trump on their platforms now is simply a tool of surveillance. Okay, but support WorldNet Daily. If you don't send them a subscription, uh, I mean send them a contribution, just subscribe to them. I think it's like $40 a year. You get magazines that are absolutely fabulous. Been a supporter for a number of years. But David Capellian, one of the key Capellian, one of the key writers, wrote a piece that I just have to read to you. And it's called Memo to Christians. Here's what's really at stake in the midterm elections. And whatever you do, be sure, be sure and send this program on. Would you send it around however you get it? Then people need to hear this piece more than anything has preceded it today. Quote, horrified by what has been called the Sovietization of the Biden administration, including the shocking criminalization of dissent and the weaponization of the FBI, whose agents daily arrest, intimidate, and prosecute the regime's political opponents. Tens of millions of Americans anxiously wonder whether November's midterm elections will bring any positive change of direction for a once great nation now careening toward total destruction. Although many voices are weighing in on what's at stake in the midterms, ironically, no one has expressed it more clearly or forcefully than Joe Biden himself in his astonishingly dark September 1st speech, The Soul of the Nation, delivered while bathed in ominous red lights and flanked by Marine guards. Of course, the key to decoding Biden's dire warnings about the greatest threats to America is to understand that he was engaging in the mere perfect case of political projection. Every single evil that Biden ascribed to mega-Republicans, the left's new name for America's vast center-right middle class, literally the nation's backbone, is actually true of today's Democratic Party and its unhinged supporters. Consider just a few highlights from Biden's Orwellian speech in which he describes half of the Republicans as semi-fascists. Upon reading each statement, it becomes crystal clear which camp Biden's words truly describe. So I'm going to give you uh, four, five excerpts from his speech. We covered some of this before, but this is what's at stake in this election. Biden, quote, Mega Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. end quote. Who does that describe? The Democrats We know that clearly, this is the political projection. Number two, mega forces promote authoritarian leaders uh, we just got done talking about the FBI. authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. Uh, BLM, and Antifa, but that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. Biden simply described everything he and his Democrat colleagues from hell have been doing for the last couple of years during and post election. Number three, the mega Republicans do not respect the Constitution, <laughs> they do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of the free election. End quote. Oh, my gosh. The election was stolen. Nobody disrespects the Constitution more than the Democrats. The Democrats have no place in their life for the rule of law. They don't recognize the will of the people. That's why they had to steal the election. Thanks, Joe, for just describing you and your munchkin buddies, both in the government and without. Number four. Mega-Republicans embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. Oh, my gosh. Okay, where have the Republicans been embracing the danger and thriving on the chaos? We just read about all the pro-life. Preg- the pregnancy centers have been vandalized. The church has vandalized. BLM, Antifa. Go back to uh, Occupy Wall Street, the precursor to those groups. It's all on the left. All the chaos is by the Marxists. The Marxists thrive on chaos. The Republicans are anything but. Joe Biden is the most deceived, stupid, moronic, evil, demon-possessed president we have ever had in the history of the United States. Number five, mega-Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness, and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power. Oh my gosh. Who's lying, Joe? Who's trying to stay in power, Joe? And who caused the carnage, Joe? All right. Going back to quoting from World Net Daily here, David Capellian. Again, by just substituting radical Democrats for the phrase mega-Republicans, one gains a vivid and stunningly accurate description of the ever-growing neo-communist threat to America. But what is at the root of the Democrats' maniacal daily exercises in projection? Or to expand the question exponentially, why does evil always claim to be good and moral, or at least rational and logical, while claiming good is evil? The biblical prophet Isaiah weighed in on this when he wrote, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What's at work here is not just the common human pathology that psychologists call projection, that being attributing one's own unacceptable qualities and actions to another person or group. It's more, It's a cynical, vicious, cold-blooded political tactic. Projection is extremely effective as a weapon of protracted political party. It is, in fact, the essence of virtually everything today's Democratic Party leaders and their media apologists say from morning to night. But delving deeper, all of this is rooted in the fact that today's Democratic Party is, in a very real sense, possessed. Now, I'm going to just stop there a second, because part of the reason that I'm reading this is because of my statements and my declarations, increasingly intense over the last two months, that the Democrats are a demon-possessed people, a demon-possessed party. He has full control over the powers that be And if you don't flee that party, you can you can become more righteous and you can raise your IQ 15 points in a snap of a second by refuting re re, uh, disclaiming any association with the Democrat Party. I believe it. So let me go back, because part of what I'm reading here is his affirmation of what I've been saying for months. But delving deeper still, all of this is rooted in the fact that today's Democratic Party is in a very real sense possessed. That is, its political and thought leaders have been completely taken over by the kind of dark psychological and spiritual forces that readily capture the minds of corrupted human beings who have turned their backs on God and his laws of life. These exact same forces have animated history's most destructive, cult-like political movements, most obviously communism, Marxism, socialism, which has been metastasizing around the world for the past century and now has its sights on America. Yet even such controversial ideological labels are themselves essentially lies intended to create a moral facade that either covers up or justifies deeply inhuman and criminal behavior. The ideal, ideological beliefs are really just an attempt to sell the notion that whether or not one agrees with their ideology, communist socialists, Marxists, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and today's Democratic Party still somehow pretend to have other people's interests at heart. It's a lie. We're talking about sociopaths, people with a functioning conscience, deeply corrupt people like Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff, and their ilk do not possess the capacity to actually care about anyone else any more than a drug addict has the capacity to unselfishly care about others. Adding, and these ruling elites are addicted to the most powerful and addictive drug of all, power. Therefore, their daily attacks on law-abiding, Bible-believing, hardworking Americans as violent extremists, racists, conspiracy theorists, domestic terrorists, and insurrectionists merely constitute a colorful sideshow meant to distract voters from discerning the real problem. Today's leaders are consumed with perpetuating and increasing their own power, wealth, privilege, fame, supposed moral superiority, and revenge on their enemies. In a word, they are hell-bent on being gods. I'm just going to throw in here, Jonathan Kahn, read it, The Return of the Gods. Continuing, they have contempt... For the little people, they pretend to champion those decent, long-suffering, conscience-driven folks who work hard, marry, raise families, pay their taxes, defend their country with their lives, and willingly do their part to preserve and perpetuate the greatest nation in history, which they love, America. What's being described here is a deeply compromised and corrupt class of people, possessed, and controlled by dark spiritual forces and principalities and powers about which they know nothing and care less. Whatever their professed religion, they are mockers of God, the same sort of people who self-righteously expanded communism over so much of the world and made the 20th century the bloodiest and deadliest in all of human history. But today, they're laser-focused on the biggest prize of all, the United States of America. That is what's at stake. There's more to that article. I don't have necessarily the time to read it here because I'm getting short here, but I do want to point out a fact here. We now have, according to Christian Broadcasting Network, over 15 million American Christians that are not even registered to vote. Not even registered to vote. We're not talking about all those that are registered to vote that don't or those who are registered to vote and vote and vote stupid. No wonder Madison or... I think it was Madison that said it. You get the government you deserve. When this happens, we get what we deserve. If we aren't going to stand up for the truth... Then we're we're subjecting ourselves willingly to lies. Well, ah, boy, there's so much I wanted to share, but I, I need to jump to something that I promised that I would end with. One of the organizations that I support, have supported for a long time, is Voice of the Martyrs. It's a great organization, getting aid of all sorts to the Christians who are frontline in those countries where the gospel is not received and, in fact, not just not received, it's persecuted. Sort of like what's developing here. They may not have to go overseas in a few more years if this keeps up. But this last issue, and they focus frequently on a different country each month, and this last month the Voice of the Martyrs uh, focused on Uzbekistan. And all the persecution that goes on there, and there's so many Christians that are so persecuted all over this world, and we think, we think that we're persecuted if um, if we uh, are the victim of some cancel culture activity, and so we just then shut up, like Matt Wall said, you know, cancel culture only works if you let yourself be canceled, but. Focusing on a particular story, there was a pastor whose family has endured just years of intense government scrutiny and government persecution. I want to tell you, 98% of the persecution in these countries comes from the government. Yes, there are those areas like in Nigeria where it comes from whack job Muslim extremists that are not necessarily government employees. But they're out killing Christians. But you have to ask your question. Ask the question: Are those governments doing anything to stop those Muslim whack jobs in those countries? No, they frequently are. But most of the time, it comes from the governments, the communazi governments, or the theocratic governments under uh, Islamic rule, Buddhist rule, but mostly Islamic. But there is a particular woman, Zamira is her name, and they had been harassed. They had their house ransacked. They've been taking Bibles from them, they've been uh, surveilling them, photographing, just harassment. And they can't get away from it. Well, in one of the raids, the policeman came into their meager apartment and once again warned this particular woman, Zamira. To stop practicing Christianity, that's what it's about. Stop another. What he's really saying is stop spreading the truth, because we are a government built on lies, like here in the U.S. The Democrats built totally on lies, with goon squads to carry out their political vengeance, and it's going to increase, unless. This election changes some things. And the budgets get cut for the goon squads. But what I found interesting that this policeman said to Zamira, and what struck me, I read this two weeks ago. I was going to share it last week. I didn't get to it. Every single day of the week, what this policeman said to this persecuted Christian rolls around my head and bounces off the walls of my skull. I can't shake it. He said quote All you have to do is be like everybody else. And then he reminded her nobody would come and disturb you like this. All you have to do is be like everybody else. Isn't that what all the intimidation is about? Be like everybody else. Be like the left-wing non-thinkers. Be like those who um, who believe that everything, uh, every answer in the world is secular in nature and Christianity has nothing to provide. Or at least be like all the other Christians who don't have the guts to speak up. Like all the other Christians who might complain about a cancel culture, but then let themselves be canceled. Just be like those who are totally ineffective. Satan doesn't have to kill Christians. He just wants us to shut up. He just wants us to go gutless. He wants us to lose our spiritual constitution. He wants us to just shut up and put up and go along. In other words, just like this policeman said, all you have to do is be like everybody else. Well, I'm making a declaration today, and it's really to the enemy of our souls, to Satan, but who has animated the forces of evil, who, like David Capellian said, are operating under a direct link to the powers and principalities in the air, the spiritual forces, in high and dark places. You're not going to change me. And the sooner you make that decision, the easier it's going to be when the decision must be made in real time. Make it now. Practice it now. Rehearse those things which you will not compromise no matter what. Yeah, you may be tempted and teased with defecting and just be like everybody else so nothing happens or disturbs us. There's no place in heaven for those who turn their back on the Lord. God bless you all. Remember, you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week.